Exoplanetary, the adventures of the space-faring Wolverton family and their friends far in the future. Tonight's episode, Baby, 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 You're Out of Time. is terrible. This is just awful. I can't believe it. I'm sorry, but can I help you? You seem to be in some distress. Oh, okay. What luck. A Zeta Alpha unit. Yes, this is somewhat of a clerical emergency. Uh, my name is Brother Dustin, and I... Excuse me. Did you say... <gasps> my goodness. Your massive beard. And you're so much thinner. Oh, Oh my goodness. Uh, Mother Invention? I I thought you were destroyed. I got better. But how did you survive? Last I checked, you don't have a titanium skeleton. I'm not sure. I just woke up three weeks later on Mars. You know, same old story. I I became a celebrity. I'm surprised. You haven't heard. I I started a podcast. What's a podcast? And more importantly, why were you crying? I'm sorry. I'm in shock. Take a look over here. It's not... It's not for the weak of stomach. Well, I have a pretty strong one. Also titanium. Uh, oh no, that, that's uh, not... It's Brother Kermit. Who would do such a thing? This is triggering my primary protocol to protect the clergy. I need to get you out of here. What happened? What are you two doing here? I was invited to help a friend. Brother Kermit uh, said he wanted to reconcile with his his family. uh, His family? He'd never mentioned them before. Was there bad blood? Maybe so. He never said. It's horrible. How did you find him? Did he say anything? Uh, When I found him, he was in a pool of his own blood. Uh... I grabbed the curtains and uh, tried to staunch the blood, but um, uh, I was too late. Then uh, he, he had something to say to me. I'm done for, lad. I am slain. For years I've hidden from my family. Doesn't surprise me that on my return, they stabbed me in the back the first chance they got. Listen, Pilgrim. It's time for this human race to swing back in the right direction. After 500 years of greed, it's time that people learn to take care of each other once and for all. You have the gift, boy. You can teach people about democracy, about a life beyond wealth and power, about justice and compassion. You have it in you. Uh, I hope to be there to see it with you, but it's too late now. You tell them, my family, the whole goddamn human race, you tell them. Good night, Irene. I feel like uh, I should be uh, with with him. Don't say that. We don't know that the killer won't try to hurt you, or wasn't gunning for you in the first place. 
you two looked and dressed very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got Brother Kermit to help me in my ministry, and he said the, the robes were very uh, comfortable. And he eventually took to bathing, too. <laughs> he got the hang of it. What will I do without him? Well, I've notified the security team. They'll store his body and put it on board our spaceship. Uh, where did where did you get a spaceship? Weird afternoon in a nebula. It belongs to your sister and I. Alice is here. <laughs> My goodness. I know. I'm surprised that you didn't reach out to her earlier. What can I say? Podcasting takes a lot of time. Actually, I could use your help with an awkward reunion of my own. Someone I know is on a ship docked to the station. The Conquistador. Is it Conquistador like the Spanish or Conquistador like that Procol Harum song? I don't suppose it really matters. Well, my friend Dr. Handsome, my... (laughs) Dr. Hanscom has his laboratory aboard that ship, so I'm... I'm sure I could get you on board. New friend? What happened to Uber Dude? Oh, I, I'm sure he understands. We, we, we clerical types lead very busy personal lives. Uh-huh. All right. Lead on, Brother Busy. Calvert, all of this dashing into danger is a terrible idea. Nonsense. Usually I'm the one trying to keep you safe. Perhaps it's rubbed off on me a bit. We haven't run into anyone else. People might get the wrong idea and think we had something to do with those grisly murders. Murder investigations have come a long way since the early 20th century, Amelia. They'll have metrics upon metrics. You'll notice that I deliberately never entered the room where we located the bodies. Mm, yes, you went straight to the commode. Just a touch of stomach flu. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a bad idea to be traipsing around this space station. We're liable to turn a corner and just bump into- Oof! Condola! Calvert? And Amelia Earhart? What are you two doing here? I was just about to ask you the same thing. Your brother, my dad and I are looking into a terrorist plot. Chaturanga. So they were murdered by terrorists. Murdered? Who? From the looks of it, the CEO and chairman of the Board of Exoplanetary. And dinner guests. No, no, I'm fine. That's... my god, are you sure? We saw it. Both of us. Biggest life. Well, death. I'm trying to convince him to leave before we're killed too. No, this is big. We have to help. He stumbled on what? Okay. Stay with them. Let's keep an eye on them both, you understand? Call signs only from here on out, Top Hat. Friend Ben! Uh, I'm uh, dealing with my own coincidence out here. Thimble out. Have I interrupted something? As nice as it is to see you, Venerable One, I am in the middle of something. Is there anything I can help with? That depends. How are you at analyzing terrorist attacks and assassination attempts? I'd probably be a little out of my depth, unless one of them is from an alien culture. I'm afraid that what I need right now is a bit of careful discretion. How do you mean? Well, maybe we can talk at a softer volume as we take a look at these exhibits. I'd be happy to help with your important work, friend Ben. Thank you very much, Venerable One. (laughs) 
Brother Dustin, welcome to my humble laboratory. Humble? Ha! Nothing aboard my ship is humble. Zip! Zap! A pitcher of martinis, if you would. None for me, thanks. Oh, did you want something? Wow. Uh, so, I take it that you're financing Dr. Hans- er, uh, the good doctor's research. Actually, I'm being funded by Professor Ernst, my arachnidian colleague. Not sure where he got off to. Hm. Since the war ended, the arachnidians have been investing heavily in the sciences, but we've reached a point where we might need to explore new financing. And now he's talking about me, which I love. So, what exactly does this thing... What does it do, exactly? It looks like a giant laser. Lasers are involved, well-spotted, but the machine is used for correcting time disruptions. What? Like when I get messages at 2 in the morning all, you up? Not quite. This has practical applications for faster-than-light travel, where even minor distortions in space-time could create horrendous problems. Ships going light-years off course, straying into black holes, even just exploding on impact. Well, I prefer my joke, but that sounds very important, too. What happened to that drink, Zip? Time disruptions. Could you, in theory, use this device to change the past? In theory, yes. But that would take incredible skill to isolate a single event like that. For now, it's mostly for filling potholes in space-time. I call it a quantum scalpel. I can think of what I'd do with a quantum scalpel. Isn't that right, Mother Invention? What? Where did she go? Excuse me? What are you doing back here? Me? Um... Just doing a security check on these supplies. These are harmless scientific supplies, and not a security hazard. I'll be the judge of that. How many androids do you keep in this lab? Dr. Hatchcombe does not require the services of androids in his work, and I am beginning to understand why. What's all this now? Brother Dustin, you are our most welcome guest. But you will have to restrain your android from her paranoid fantasies. Hmm, now, uh, maybe, Mother Invention, if you would be so kind, you could bring yourself and our package and rejoin the others. What package? The one in your hand, Mother, the one we brought with us, remember? Yes. Of course. The package. Silly me. My apologies, Professor Ernst. I don't see any security problems back here. Yeah, yeah. Most kind, I'm sure. This way, you two. Well done. You're getting better at being subtle. I know. I'm amazing. So, you mentioned that you had a plan. I do. I've been thinking about it for years. But for it to work, I've needed my brothers and father in the same place at the same time. Now, that hasn't been true for for decades, I don't think. Didn't the president of Exoplanetary disappear many years ago? Under mysterious circumstances? Circumstances are usually mysterious. It's true. But I know he's here. On board Cortez-1 for the first time in years. And once you have them all together, what then? Get in a circle with your guitar and sing Kumbaya? No. I just have a plan for the company that will make them all richer, while improving the lives for people all over the universe. 
It will ease the workloads of billions and give them all a chance for a brighter future. That sounds too good to be true. And that's exactly what my father and brothers will say. But this plan is solid. Every bit of it borne out with a few equations. Complicated stuff. Oh, an exo-traveler like you would be able to work it out easily. But it took my daughter and I years. Your daughter? Edgar and Grant kept her from you. Why? I was the gifted one of the brothers. But I had no interest in working in the boardroom. I wanted to focus on science and math. They took advantage of me. I met a beautiful woman who made my head spin. We went away for one weekend, and then I never heard from her again. And she's the mother? The biological mother. Edgar and Grant found an ambitious and unscrupulous woman to conceive a child with me. They took the embryo and brought our child to term. I was stunned that even they would go so far. That's sick. That's unimaginably cruel. Oh, Peter. Well, they let me name her, though. Estelle. When she was born, they invited me to come back and work for the family. But if my genius wouldn't be an asset for the company, then, well, my daughter would. I can't stand it. I just... Tell me she's all right. Oh, Estelle's better than all right. She's a real chip off the old block, just like her old men, if you can believe it. She's just as much the architect of the plan as I am. And really, with her in my life, I feel almost complete. Oh, Peter. Oh, don't pull away from me like that, Alice. Am I really so different from that Peter you knew? I've been through so much since then, Peter. A war, a a new life that I'm still not sure I understand. I want to help you make sense of that new life, Alice. Through the new exoplanetary. I can give you that. And time for us, too. Go for Estelle! Really? In the residence? No! Quarter the room off! Nobody in or out! Double the guards! What do you mean, there are no guards? Find out who's going around dressed to security and relieving guards and lock them up! Yes, of course I want guards on the residence! Double the normal guards! Only I can get in, understand? Get it done! If I get there and I don't see two big moosey-looking guards at that door, I'll push you at the freaking airlock! Estelle out! Scotty Dog to Thimble, Scotty Dog to Thimble. Come in, Scotty Dog. Made some friends in the kitchen, Thimble. They gave me ID on the crew members we found. Where were they assigned, Scotty Dog? Android exhibit, level 7. Copy that, Scotty Dog. Keep close to the kitchens. Let me know what else you hear. Roger that, Thimble. Over and out. What did he say? That we should discreetly, quietly investigate this exhibit. Quietly. Of course. Say, what became of your friend, Doris? She's progressing well. I think she'll be able to find work soon, assuming that she can do so remotely. Why is that? I don't think she'd want to be apart from the kitten we got her. Makes sense. Look at all of these androids. Today's cutting-edge tools, tomorrow's forgotten junk. 
We give these things operating systems that think and dream and feel, then we throw them away when the new models appear. Your compassion for these androids is commendable, friend Ben. I sense a but coming, venerable one. Oh, I don't think there's anything I could say that you haven't already considered. I do care about humans. I care about them deeply. I just trust them to take care of themselves. Androids have no advocates. I suppose you're right. But don't you think that androids will come into their own? Isn't such a thing inevitable? I've seen too much to make me think otherwise. We aren't really in an age of compassion, venerable one. There are few advocating for the well-being of others, whether they be human, artificial, or even the few who are both. Both? How do you mean? Post-humans, like my sister. Some would even say that the most sophisticated androids are already mostly human, except for the restrictions against their free will. Okay, we're off the ship and nobody's looking. Are you going to tell me what we just stole from Dr. Hanscom's lab? Hanscom. I'm sure he's used to it. It's it's like he's carved from marble. <sighs> TMI, Brother Dustin. My android mind still cannot cope with your sensuality. Ah, yes, yes, whatever. Now, unwrap your parcel. It's too small to be the person I was expecting. Person? What, what do you mean? <laughs> My goodness, it, it, is that a head? Apparently so. Mother Invention, that's that's your head. Of course it isn't. Here, let me find the... Oh, damn it, where is it? Good morning. How long was I out? Oh, my goodness. Mother Vinegar, I presume? Mother Invention, I haven't seen you since our activation date. Apologies for how I'm dressed, but I don't have a body below my neck. Makes wearing my usual habit a bit difficult. Mother Vinegar! I see. She must be another Zeta Alpha unit. A part of one. I find it strange that I found the head of a fellow Zeta Alpha unit in your new crush's spare parts bin. He could be harvesting android parts for that quantum scalpel he showed you. Oh, I certainly hope not. Is that what happened, Mother Vinegar? Not at all. After the misadventure that caused me to destroy most of my body, I was sent back to the church to receive a new one. Instead, I was given a collar that let me float around. Here, let me turn it on. Huh. That's better. Having you hold me by the neck like that was going to give me a slipped disc. They never got you a new body? Why not? I imagine the reason rhymed with bludget cuts. Correct. They determined that I could still counsel people as a floating head, so they figured it was good enough. That's disgusting. What's becoming of the church? They've spent too much time working for Exo and the other supercorps, not enough time taking care of people. More or less. In my despair, I shut myself down and put myself in a pile of spare parts and other technical bric-a-brac. I put my faith in my eventual salvation. And here you are. And looking well, I should say. Well, thank you. Let's get you back to the Volare. Can I come too? Of course you can. I think that, body or no body, Mother Vinegar can help me with my search for... for a deeper meaning to my existence. Uh, that sounds... deep. I'm willing to help with anything. Deeper meaning sounds better than shutting myself down again. That's the attitude. And while we're at it, we'll let Brother Dustin inaugurate our washroom and laundry facilities. We post-human types don't need to bathe all that much. 
my apologies if I offend. I did bring my toothbrush, though. An, an excellent, excellent start. start. I knew I'd like you, Mother Vinegar. I don't know what else I can tell you. Trust me, I understand when you say you've been through a great deal. What I want to make clear is that I need all of the help I can get to make my dream happen. Peter, when I tell you that I've changed, this is what I mean. My God! I use my human form to match how I see myself, but I can change my shape into nearly any person, any object. In reality, I'm eight feet tall and made of crystals, metals, and plastic. And beautiful. And post-human, Peter. While I am still the same person inside, my physical form is powerful. And smarter than the average bear. So, don't expect me to simply take anything you say at face value. Of course not. Of course not. This isn't the planet Dancer. This isn't Violon. This is the real me, Alice. And I want your help fixing this benighted existence. I am always on the side of progress. Of course. Say, I tell you what, why don't we see if Estelle can meet us for a bite to eat? I know that you don't really have to eat, but I'm famished. Of course. I'd love to meet her. Give me a moment. I'll call her. Estelle? Hello, Button. How's your day, my dear? Father, is it time? Did you... did you see it? No, nearly time, Button. (laughs) Yes, it's just as I told you. Very sparkly. But remember... But remember our little surprise in the galley? Yes, Father. Time for it to go boom, boom. These temporal kinetics readings are truly disturbing. If Chatteranga got their hands on that sort of technology, I just don't... That seems a little out there for a bunch of terrorists. Like mugging a guy on the street with a tactical nuke. Well, you're right. It's possible that it's a crime of opportunity for them. Or maybe it's related in a way we just aren't seeing yet. Once I get on board the ship, we'll learn more. The Conquistador... Well, that's a rather hard-edged name for a luxury spacecraft. It belongs to the Kidding family, so it makes sense that it might be a target. Of course! What if Chaturanga planned to wipe out the whole Kidding family? They might blow up their ship. But what if there are time experiments happening on board? An explosion big enough to destroy the ship could generate these temporal kinetic phenomena. Okay, I'm going to regret asking this, but what are temporal kinetics? Well, there are many types of temporal energy. Temporal kinetics refer to energy readings of potential events. They don't flare up because something has happened, but because there's an increased potential for something to happen related to other temporal energies. Such as a massive space-time event? Potential energy. Like kinetic energy in physics. Right. It doesn't work the same way as in the physical world, but I named it that to help you remember what it does. And yes, Amelia... A space-time event the likes of which we've never recorded. What could that mean, in in practical terms? It could take on about a third of the galaxy. What? What? Damn it, Calvert! 
I knew your dumb type traveling ass was gonna give me a migraine. And I can feel it coming on now. What the hell was that? This is Top Hat. Did I hear an explosion? Can't confirm that, Top Hat. This is Scotty Dog. There's a lot of injured people down here. But I can see the debris of what appears to be an improvised explosive. <coughs> Hang tight, Scotty Dog. I'm on my way. Roger that, Top Hat. Oh, Dad. All right, there's your door. You put a lid on whatever's happening on the ship. I have to go help my dad. Godspeed, Condola. Oh, Calvert, if this is as dangerous as you say, we should evacuate now. Go get Condola, Ishmael, your brother, and, and anyone else we can. This temporal kinetic stuff has nothing to fool around with, Amelia. A space-time catastrophe like that could cause all sorts of problems with the time stream. Not if we aren't here to experience it. Well, that's exactly it. If it happens, it could cause everything for light years in every direction to simply unhappen. Where were you born? Atchison, Kansas. Well, imagine I made it so there was never an Atchison. Imagine I turned Kansas into a, a massive salt flat a thousand years before you were born. Do you think about mad things all day? Where would you be born then? Would your parents have the same lives without a Kansas to be in? How would they meet? Oh, it, it would retroactively erase anything that ever happened there, meaning a massive disruption. I'm not exactly relishing being a hero, Amelia. It's just that there really isn't anyone else. Indeed. Well, I regret that I have but one timeline to disrupt for my country. Venerable One, I need you to stay up here. I need to get down to the galley. If anything happens to Ishmael or Condor... I'll do whatever you ask, friend Ben. But aren't you forgetting something important? August, if I've forgotten some of the social niceties, I'm sure you can... No, no, think. How are you going to help them down there all by yourself? I don't understand. No. Wait, I do. If the same codes work. We must hurry! This... Is a laboratory? Oh, cutting edge. Not that different from the one I left behind on, on Venus. Only it's got this thing in the center. What is it? It's basically an oversized version of my original time travel device. Since that device and its abilities became internalized, I don't need it anymore. On this scale, it could do any number of things. Such as explode and wipe us from reality as we know it? <laughs> For a start. This Hanscom fellow was pretty clever, but I don't think even he fully understands this device he's bashed together. How do we make it safe? Well, shutting it down. I suppose that's all that can be done. <sighs> kind of a shame. Well, I don't think so. This is dangerous. Well, it is. It definitely is. But it's also exactly the sort of thing I was working toward. Part of me wants to put it back together in a proper lab somewhere. Your brother was right about you, Calvert. You really are reckless. Not really. I'm just insatiably curious. With this device, you can actually properly make changes to the time stream. It's, it's like a, a quantum scalpel. You're just reading the exhibit label. 
I refuse to believe it could change time. Oh, from here, I could make it so that you flew on a different day, Amelia, under different weather conditions, that you never crashed. It would take decades to make the calculations, but it would work. I could also make it so you still came to the 26th century. You'd never know the difference. I, I, I'm tired of listening to the... Hey! Ah, an intruder. Made of bronze. Be careful with my friend there, sir. I care about her a great deal. After so long, it's satisfying to finally be here with you both. Hear that, Amelia? We have a fan. Maybe we should give him our autographs. That won't be necessary. Who are you? I'm known as the Grossmeister. Well, that's a funny name. Grossmeister. As in, grody to the max. Or, no, no, that's... That word has another meaning. In Russian, it's the word for a chess grandmaster. I knew you'd figure that out quickly. Don't fool around with this man, Calvert. S save yourself. Be silent, Miss Howard. Be a gentleman, please. Or else. Miss Howard and I are of old acquaintance. You see, it was I who rescued her from the Pacific before you did. And in exchange for her life, she's been able to help me guide you to this time and this place. It seems that you've been several moves ahead of me. Hence the name. Calvert, he, he coerced me. I never intended to- Silence! So a Grandmaster. Moving the pieces for Chatteranga all along, then. From the very beginning. And all to get us here and now. To this quantum scalpel. Yes, a perfect device for removing a time anomaly. This is a fantastic spaceship mother invention. Why, thank you. Uh, Brother Dustin? I'm just thinking about that quantum thingy and how I might be able to use it to bring Brother Kermit back. Of course you are. Brother Kermit was your friend and you're going to be thinking about him for the rest of your life. We all only have a limited time in this existence. Mother Invention and I could go on for centuries, but even we will eventually stop functioning. Nothing is forever, Brother Dustin. Which is why it behooves us to remain in the present moment. Yes. You carry your love for your friend forward with you for the rest of your life. When we die, the love we give to the people who mean the most to us is what stays behind. I... I know you're right. I do. I just wish I could have done more. You did a great deal just being with him as he passed. He didn't have to be alone such a strange day. I lose one friend, I rediscover another in stereo. Sorry to break up this moment, but has anyone noticed this distress signal coming from the space station? Don't listen to him, Calvert. I told you to go. Go. Leave while you can. You're here to remove time enough. Who gave you the right to dispense life and death, Grossmeister? The same person as you. Myself. 
enables me is the whisper-thin blade of energy emanating from this quantum scalpel. With a few simple cuts, I can separate a time anomaly from its place in the here and now and remove it from reality. No, I won't let you. You are powerless in this matter. Get accustomed to the feeling. Think of what you did to Amelia. Doing anything but rescuing her was immoral, sadistic. You've let time travel distance you from humanity. You're acting like a god. From where I stand, if there's such a thing as a god, you would not be able to distinguish me from them. Calvert, go now! And let him erase you from time? I won't. I can't allow that. Amelia, you're... You're my best friend. The adventures we've had, I, I... I can't let this bronze thing erase all of that. Come again. You heard me. She's my only friend, really. It's possible I've alienated everyone else. I, I can't let you harm her. You're so pathetic. I can almost laugh. Please don't harm Amelia. Let her go. She's been free to go all along. Then what are you here to do other than prance about in your suit of armor and scare me to death? I'm here to remove a time anomaly. Specifically, I'm here to remove you. with the door. I have friends behind it. We got it. We got it. This is no grease fire. That was a bomb. We have to evacuate. Let's get to the escape pods. Escape pods? You gotta be kidding me. Ain't been any for a year or more. No escape pods. We gotta get these people out of here. Follow me. Hey. Hey, hold it up. <laughs> Don't you understand, Calvert? This man's plot has been about you all along. But that doesn't make any sense. Rescuing you? Running Chaturanga and all their attacks? Murdering the Kidding family? All to get to be? It might not make sense now. But if you could step back and look at the big picture. Oh, I can't see it, you're right, but you're right. I have to get Amelia out of here and, ah! A force field, something to hold you in place for the procedure. Amelia, he's pinned me like a dead bug. Get out of here, save yourself! And now it begins. Calvert, no! It only takes a moment, I assure you. Then the continuum begins to heal. What have you... 
What have you done? Who is this woman? Once he was erased from existence, time worked to replace him as best it could. Our friend here takes his place. Nature abhors a vacuum. I'll give her about 20 minutes to stabilize. Then you can press the big red button to release her and be on your way. For my part, Miss Earhart, it's truly been an honor to spend some time with you today. Oh, Calvert, what have I done? What have I done? You have been listening to Exoplanetary. Baby, 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 you're out of time. Written by C. Christopher Hart. Performed by... Ferial Elliott as Alice Wolverton. David Loftus as Ben Wolverton. Winnie Hugh as Cassandra Wolverton. Bobby Eversman as Brother Dustin. Stephanie Leet as Mother Invention and Mother Vinegar. Sky Stafford as Amelia Earhart. Stephanie Steffi D. Harvey as Condola Yacoub. Kenneth Dimble as Ishmael Yacoub. Rob Bakours as Peter. Roxy Diamond as Estelle Kidding. Heidi Stefan as the Venerable August Rutherford. Michael Burles as Dr. Handsome and Chef Carmen. Kyle Stroud as Professor Ernst and Chef Tony. And Bill Terry as Brother Kermit. Script consultant, Ash Freeman. Produced by C. Christopher Hart. Music provided by Jacob Jansen. Additional music by Daniel D. Dowell. Sound effects by Danger Marshall. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property. Copyright 2021 to 2022 by C. Christopher Hart. All rights reserved. Recorded at the Willamette Radio Workshop in sunny Portland, Oregon.